This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Wednesday night service at High Desert Word Center. We're glad that you have joined us on this special telecast. Hey, I want to tell you that in Romans 8.37, it says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So if you're in Christ Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. And also it tells us in 2 Corinthians 2.11 that he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So being a born-again believer is a great thing to be right now. Amen. I want to remind you in Psalms 91, in verse 3, says we're redeemed from that noisome pestilence. And that means a noxious, infectious disease. And it also tells us in verse 6 that we're redeemed from pestilence. And that means a contagious disease. So one way or another, hey, we walk in victory. So welcome tonight. Hey, everyone. Let's worship the Lord together.
Alright everybody, we're going to go ahead and get into the Word tonight. Uh, we are going to be starting a Wednesday night series for the next few weeks called The End of the World. It's an end time series and it's going to be interesting. You know, I've been wanting to uh, do something on these lines for quite a while. In fact, back in January, a lot of our teenagers were having questions on end time stuff. So I went into youth group and did a series in there uh, for them and... You know, it, it seems so long ago, but what was kind of scaring them back in January uh, was the U.S. had just had this conflict with Iran where we took out one of their generals and then things were going crazy there. And it was only three months ago, but with the current mess going on, it seems like it was five years ago. Like I barely remember that happened right now, but uh, that just shows you the speed and the rate that things are going in our world right now. It's really a snowball thing when uh, something happens and it, it's just spiraling out of control. It feels like. So anyway, we talked to them about that and uh, they learned some stuff. And with the current uh, situation, you know, we're all in quarantine and the uh, coronavirus and stores selling out of things. And, you know, I was just in line at the 99 cent store a couple hours ago and me, good old Pastor Dave here, nearly broke up a fist fight between two people. So it's just a wild time right now. Uh, but praise God, uh, the Bible told us a lot of what's going on and gave us a lot of warning. And it's very, very interesting stuff. Uh, I've had a lot of people contacting me over uh, the past two weeks, even the past couple of days. I've had people uh, that have been saved for a couple of months, all the way to people that have been saved for 40 years or longer. That's older than I've been alive. They've been contacting me, uh, you know, questions about, is this the end times? Is this the final thing? And uh, the truth of the matter is, you know, We'll see all this, but none of us know exactly if this is the final blow, the final chapter. But 
it does not take a genius or a theologian to be able to discern the signs of the times and realize that very obviously this is the end times. This is uh, getting closer and closer to when Jesus returns. Now, that countdown clock started from the time that Jesus went to heaven. Those guys in the in the New Testament chapters back there, Peter and the guys, I mean, they could have swore that it was going to happen during their lifetime, and they were on standby waiting for it, uh, waiting for Jesus to return and all this stuff. And uh, we've been on standby and waiting, but if... It was the end of time, the, the the countdown to the end all the way back then. We're at about the midnight hour right now. I can tell you that from a lot of things that we are seeing in Scripture, a lot of things that have been fulfilled. And one thing that I always try to start off any end times teaching with is this, is that we, you've got to realize right up front that our time zone and God's time zone are totally two different things. And so someone may scoff at us and say, oh, you've been saying it's the end times your whole life. And it has been. Peter uh, very much talked about this. And he said, people are going to scoff and tell you what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming back. And and Peter said, whoa, pump the brakes on that. Calm down a minute. Don't don't talk like that, because you need to be glad that he hasn't come back. A lot of you. He's being patient for your sake. It's not that he forgot about us. It's not that that he's not coming back. He's being patient, as patient as he can be. And you need to realize that a day to the Lord is like as a thousand years to us. A thousand years is like a day. And so I like to very much point out that stuff that happened a hundred years ago in, in God's time zone. I mean, that was a couple minutes ago. You know, I think of World War II was a lot of there was a lot of Bible prophecy fulfilled right there. Uh, you think in 1948, Israel becoming a nation again, uh, the war that recaptured Jerusalem back in 66 or 67. The you know that all of that is not that long ago in God's time zone, and here we are saying, well, you know, it's that was 40 years ago, that was 70 years ago. Calm down, to God, that was just a couple minutes ago, and so. With that happened back then, I mean, come on, we are very much closer to Jesus returning. And we're going to study a lot of that over the next few weeks. We're going to look at everything from the Antichrist, the Mark of the Beast, the False Prophet, uh, to the Battle of Armageddon, Gog and Magog, all these things that maybe you've heard of. And I'll say this up front that I don't profess to be the leading expert on uh, eschatology end times teaching I, I you know I, I don't uh, pretend to be the know-it-all on that there are people that are specialists in that area uh, I know with going on the internet with a message like this I'm sure to draw probably a lot of the armchair theologians and <laughs> that's fine but as a pastor uh, I've always been taught that we're more of a, a general practitioner where we kind of have to have a little bit of knowledge at least of of every Bible topic and, you know, some topics I know more about than others. Um, but there are specialists uh, when it comes to uh, theology. Some guys, this is their main thing. That's like going to a doctor that totally specializes, you know, in, in cancer or something like that. I mean, that's their main thing. 
Well, uh, I will say that I, I do have some knowledge on this. I, I have uh, studied it out and I, I read my Bible. And so I, I, I have some knowledge on it. But again, I don't profess to be, you know, the leading expert on this topic. So uh, we're going to look at this. I believe that this is uh, an area that needs to be talked about right now because so many people have questions. So we're going to do some teaching. As most of you know, I'm usually more of a preacher, get a little excited and stuff than a teacher, but we're going to do some teaching, and I believe that God's going to speak to you right where you're at. So let's pray and dig into this. I'm going to cover as much ground as I can in about a 20 or 25 minute period, and then we'll pick it up again next week. All right. But this is a broad topic to cover. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, tonight that as we uh, open our Bibles, as we study the Word of God together, as so many people have questions right now, Lord, that you're going to speak to us tonight. You're going to show us things that we need to see, Lord. Maybe remind us of things that we forgot about. Uh, Whatever the case is, wherever we're at, whoever I'm talking to tonight, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will uh, open our eyes, give us revelation to help us in this hour. And Lord, more than anything, Thing. We know you're coming soon. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, one question that, you know, we're getting right now is, did God send this? Did God, you know, somehow invent the coronavirus because he's mad at America? Well, obviously, there's several holes in that theory, but one that I believe is, uh, hey, it's not just America. This is all over the world. And as we start to study the end times, you'll see that... Uh, here in America, we love ourselves. America, come on. We love ourselves, but uh, we're not the only country in the world. We're, it's a much bigger place than what we are. And uh, and so this is affecting the entire world, not just us. And I also believe that God didn't send this on us uh, because he comes to give life and life more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 10. Though there will be a time when the wrath of God is poured out on the world, God still, from what I study and believe, there is a point where God's judgment can come out. I don't think that we're all the way there yet, but I do believe we're seeing something like happen in the time of 9-11 and different uh, tragedies that we faced where... God didn't cause it to happen. God didn't tell a bunch of Islamic extremists to get on an airplane and try to kill us all. But let's get real. America and many nations in this world have as a whole scoffed at God, made fun of him, turned their back on him, pushed him away for so long that he may not have sent this he may not have sent the trouble and the and the storm and the catastrophe, but we've pushed him so far away that maybe he has removed his hand of protection in some cases. It's not that he sent it, but he may have just for a minute stepped to the side. And we're seeing what happens uh, when we push God away. It causes damage on a large scale. And uh, God, God, I don't believe God sent this. There will be a day when God's full wrath is poured out, uh, the great tribulation, and we'll study some of that. And that is going to be a whole bigger thing than we can even imagine. Uh, so anyway, 
We're going to talk about some stuff here, and my goal is to not, uh, you know, be negative and discouraging and scary, even though some of this stuff is, you know, can seem intimidating. But my goal through all of this is to, number one, prove that it is the end times, and uh, number two, implore people and uh, exhort you and encourage you to draw closer to God than ever before. Because if this is the end, and we don't know the exact day or hour he's going to return, I mean, I want to be as close to Jesus as I can when he returns. I don't want to be out there doing something embarrassing. You know, I've always imagined, what am I going to be doing at that moment when that trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back? Am I going to be doing something I'm going to say, Oh my gosh, not right now. Give me five more minutes. Give me one more day. Why did you have to pick right now? I, I don't want to be caught in a, an embarrassing spot when Jesus comes back. I want to be ready at all times. And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look very specifically at some prophecies straight from the mouth of Jesus. Now, in coming weeks, we'll study some things Paul said. We'll look at some Old Testament stuff. We'll look at John in the book of Revelation. We'll, we'll look at a whole lot of different guys. But I thought a really safe place to start tonight would be simply the words of Jesus, because there are some very specific prophecies he talked about that have happened within the last six months right here where we live in our day and age. Uh, we're going to look at mainly Matthew 24. Uh, this is a famous chapter that you should know. I encourage you to take notes tonight. But uh, out of Matthew 24, uh, you need to know that Luke chapter 21 and Mark chapter 13 are parallel chapters. They're synonymous with Matthew 24. These are referred to as the Olivet Discourse. It's called that because uh, Jesus... I taught this lesson, gave this message to his disciples on the Mount of Olives one day. Now, each of the different books, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they say generally the same thing, but each book kind of highlights it from a different area, and they do each include a few different details from the others. Uh, so it's cool to read all three of those chapters. I encourage you to do that. I mean, it won't take you that long. Uh, Matthew 24 is very in-depth, and that's mainly what we're going to be looking at tonight. That's kind of the main one that a lot of people know about. So anyway, we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 24, and I believe I'm going to cover five things, five prophecies tonight that Jesus talked about. And we very much see right here in 2020. All right. So the first one is wars and rumors of wars. Number one, wars and rumors of wars. So we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 24 and verse three. And just to kind of show you uh, right where this chapter is going right from the very beginning, Matthew 24. And we're going to look at verse 3 right here. And it starts off this way. It says, Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And so Jesus, from this point, they said, What's going to be the sign? What's the signal for your return? And the end of the world, and Jesus launches right into this very detailed, in-depth teaching on the end of the world, what the signs will be like. 
And uh, I'm, I'm just highlighting certain ones because for the sake of time, but there's a lot of information packed into Matthew chapter 24. So Matthew 24, I'm going to look here now at verse 6. So he starts telling them how the world's going to be uh, right before he comes back. He says, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow it immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So right here, it talks about wars and threats of wars, rumors of wars. Now, this is obviously very applicable to where we live at right now in our world and in our day and age. Uh, there's tons of wars going on right now. In fact, I, I just Googled it earlier today because we think, well, I mean, I don't know exactly where we're at right now, but there's tons of wars going on. Civil wars, all, you know, Africa and different places. There's all sorts of stuff going on that we just don't pay that much attention to in what has at least traditionally been the safe bed where we live in the United States. But uh, there's threats of wars by the day right now, man. You think of all the stuff, even the last year or two that we've dealt with, with North Korea and Iran and Russia and China and and all this stuff. I mean, just the threat is there absolutely nonstop. And like I said, I mean, just think about in 2020, just a couple of months ago, we were on the absolute brink of an all-out war with Iran that people were flipping out about. But that seems like ancient history at this point because of the current situation the world's in. And I, I know that for me, I'm 34 years old, and the majority of my life, the United States has been in some sort of war in the Middle East, you know. Uh, but it's it's just crazy to think about that. You know, my kids and the kids in the youth group here, they're teenagers, have never had a moment of their life yet where we haven't been in some war or conflict or whatever uh, with some other nation. I mean, it's or at least on the brink of it. And so it, it's a very uh, it's a very real thing to think about. And again, we tend to kind of just. Uh, focus on the U.S. where we live with our nice sheltered uh, uh, life that we've generally had. But I'm telling you very much right now that wars and threats of wars, rumors of wars is a is a sign. It's something that Jesus told us about that was going to happen right before he returns. And again, think with just the last hundred years, World War One, World War Two and all these things that have evolved you know, the entire world at times. You're like, well, that was 100 years ago. That was 70 years ago. Well, in God's time zone, I mean, that was five minutes ago. That's something to consider. Um, uh, number two, okay, and I'm, I'm moving fast. Yes, we could go into extremely deep detail on this, but I'm trying to cover a lot of ground in the time that I've got. So number two is ethnic conflict, racial wars, ethnic conflict. And so you notice uh, that that same verse that we just read right there, Matthew uh, 24, uh, verses 6 and 7. But verse 7, it says, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Well, kingdom, that that's referring to countries, as we know it, America, Iraq, Russia, whatever. Uh, but nation uh, actually is the Greek word ethnos. And that's where we would get our modern day word ethnic. And so Jesus is literally saying ethnic group is going to 
go to war against ethnic group. There will be conflict there. And then he says kingdom against kingdom. The countries will be fighting against each other. Uh, now, obviously, in the United States, we've had a tremendous amount of race issues for the entire history of our nation, sadly. Um, but really, you know, these past five or six years, we've seen it amplified all over again. And I, I think that that's a sign of Jesus returned where he said this is going to be happening again. You know, I, I know when I was a kid, I see on TV, you know, they play, uh, you know, newsreels from back when my parents were growing up and stuff back in the 60s. And you see all these riots and crazy things going on in the world and wars and stuff. And and, you know, I'm like, man, that looks crazy because. I've grown up in the 90s, and it seemed like a, you know, overall a pretty peaceful time for me. But, uh, you know, I'd look back at, at all this stuff in the 60s and think, man, the world was a mess back then. But now, it's the same thing as our nightly news and our daily news that we get. It's, it's a pretty crazy thing. We're seeing all that same stuff and worse in, a, in many, many ways. And, uh, and, and it's, it's just like Jesus said it was going to be. There are riots in the United States and, and just all this crazy stuff that we've seen the last few years. But as much as we, again, try to focus on the U.S., the world as a whole, the ethnic fighting in other parts of the world is getting even crazier. You know, I was, I just, again, very, very, uh, quickly and easily pulled up uh, an LA Times article just from May of 2019 regarding the ethnic wars going on in Ethiopia. And, you know, I, just to throw a little information out there, this is a quote from the article, but it says, Ethiopia is a complicated multi-ethnic federation with more than 80 ethno-linguistic groups. And so, I mean, over 80 ethnic linguistic groups right there. It's uh, a, a very diverse, many eth ethnicities uh, going on right there. But the, the whole title of the article is this, is ethnic violence in Ethiopia has forced nearly three million people from their homes. Can you imagine? You know, we think things are crazy here. Over three million people have been dispersed and driven out of their homes just because of ethnic differences. And that's what Jesus was referring to, is ethnic against ethnic. And it's a sad thing to see, but I guess we shouldn't be entirely surprised because Jesus told us it was going to happen. I'm moving quickly here, all right? Again, I could go into a lot more detail there. But the third thing Jesus uh, that I'm pointing out that Jesus talked about from Matthew 24 is number three, famines and earthquakes, famines and earthquakes. Now, Matthew 24, uh, verse seven, the second part of that, he says there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. And again, we think, well, famines, when does that happen? Well, again, uh, broaden your horizons, get your phone out and Google it. There's famines going on in different parts of the world, even right now. But, you know, even the drought that California just, we came through, I mean, that was a famine of, and a drought that was very, uh, very real. And that, we just, I guess, came through that about a year ago. But I mean, that was some real stuff we were facing right there. But I'm thinking just, again, within the past year, on July 4th and July 5th, 
of this past year right here in California, we had some legit earthquakes. On the 4th, we had, what, a 6.4, and on the 5th, a 7.1, and those were out here in, what, the Ridgecrest area, uh, where there's not a, you know, it's not an epicenter of people, it's not a metropolis, obviously, uh, but those did over a billion dollars worth of damage just right there. And, and again, this year has moved so fast. I forgot about this till I Googled it a little while ago, but I forgot that on January 24th of this year, we had another earthquake right here in Barstow of 4.6. And it's, it's, it's incredible the stuff that we're seeing with earthquakes. And then someone, you know, this, the scoffer, the skeptic would say, well, there's always been earthquakes. I mean, that's no big deal. Is that really a sign? Obviously, there's always been earthquakes. We get that. But the frequency and the magnitude of them is heating up and getting bigger. You know, I, I, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, the size and the frequency of earthquakes is definitely taking upward. And should we be surprised and say, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? No, I mean, Jesus told us it was going to happen. And we're going to see more. You know, all the things I'm listing here, it'd be nice if they all went away. You know, I hear people praying for world peace, and that's a nice thought, but it's not going to happen, brother. There is never going to be a time when there's world peace. That's a wasted prayer. And that, that may sound mean, and that may sound bad, but especially the closer that we get to the end, there's not a chance you're going to get everybody to hold hands and sing Kumbaya together. It's not happening. There's going to be conflict and wars and rumors of wars and ethnic fighting and earthquakes and famines. He said it was going to happen. Am I scared? No. Why? Because I live in the shelter of the Most High, so I'm cool where I'm at. But I'm telling you, we need to take this stuff seriously. All right. So number four, moving quickly. Number four, another thing he talked about is rampant sin and backsliding. Rampant sin and backsliding. Matthew 24, coming down to verse 12, he says, Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. Now, that's a, that's not a fun thing to think about or talk about, that sin will be rampant everywhere. And even harder to swallow is that the love of many will grow cold. That means that there's going to be people that were hot on fire for God, people that were totally committed, but they start to grow cold and back off. Well, guys, we're seeing that happen. Now, we've got a good wake-up call here right now that I'm seeing lukewarmers and half-baked Christians kind of, you know, start thinking, man, maybe I ought to take this serious. But overall, yeah, there's there's been a tremendous amount of, of, of people that we could say their love has grown cold. The love of many has grown cold, and sin has been rampant. Uh, Isaiah 5, let's, I'm gonna pick this up here. Isaiah 5, now Isaiah is an incredible Old Testament prophet, but he's talking about here people who sin, but they aren't ashamed of it, they're proud of it, and they don't care what God has to say about it, and that's exactly what we see right now. But Isaiah 5, verse 18, it says, what sorrow for those who drag their sins behind them with ropes made of lies, who drag wickedness behind them like a cart. Verse 20, I'll skip down to that. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good, 
and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. And I think that verse, as grievous as it is to read to my heart, that describes our society right now. We've got people that say good is evil, but evil is good. You know, there's something these days, you know, the Bible very clearly say is evil. And if you point that out to half of the population, they'll say, oh, no, 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 that's not evil. That's a good thing. That's good. We want to teach our kids this. We want to let this be in our society. That's a good thing. No, the Bible says it's bad. Oh, stop. It's not bad. That's a good thing. Or there's there's things that you say, well, man, isn't this good? The Bible says right here that this is a good thing. And they'll say, that's not good. That's bad. That's evil. They've got it totally 180 flipped around. And then when we simply talk about what the Bible says, you're a hater, you're a you're a mean, you're bad. And all you're doing is simply saying what the Bible says is good. But it's totally twisted. They call uh, light dark, dark light. They call bitter sweet and sweet bitter. It's totally reversed. And then you're the bad guy for simply living by your beliefs. Well, should I be surprised that that's going to happen? No. I've got plenty of warning about it. I mean, sometimes it hurts, but it's just the fact of the matter that that's where we're at right now. He said sin would be rampant and that the world would be so twisted, people would call evil good, but call good evil. And that's where we're at. Paul put it this way, 2 Timothy 3.3. And we'll we'll be studying 2 Timothy 3 and 4, I'm sure, over the coming weeks. Uh, but Second Timothy three three, Paul starts off the chapter by saying, "You need to know that in the last days there will be very perilous times." So then Paul goes in to a description of what the last days will be like. But verse three, talking about these people in our final days, they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self control. They will be cruel and look at this last part, and they will hate what is good. Now. I'm telling you right now that there is a hatred for what is good. Not It's not even these days that, that uh, the world's like, well, I don't agree with that, so I, I prefer, you know, to let's just agree to disagree. No, it isn't like that anymore. If you stand up for the Bible, they hate you. They don't they don't just disagree with what is good. They hate what is good. And maybe you've experienced that right now. Maybe I'll experience some of that just from preaching this on the Internet. I have no idea. But listen, there are people, like Paul said, that absolutely hate and despise what is good. This is all signs of the end of the world. And I think everything I just read right there is an accurate description of what our society has been like. I'm going to quickly get in to the fifth Thing, and then I'm going to not finish all of it. We'll pick it up next week. But the fifth thing, number five, is plagues and disease. And that obviously fits where we're at right now. Plagues and disease. Luke chapter 21, verse 11. Luke chapter 21, verse 11. And again, Luke 21 is parallel to Matthew 24 and Mark 13. But Luke chapter 21 in verse 11, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation, which is what, you know, I, you guys know that I mainly use. Uh, it's a it's a very accurate translation of the Bible. So I I uh, am proud to use the New Living Translation 
and a lot of people that I really respect uh, say that it's a very, very accurate modern translation. But Luke chapter uh, 21, we're going to read this, first of all, in the New Living Translation, and I'm pulling it up in the Passion Translation also, which is a paraphrase, but I do like the way that it, 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 it describes this. So Luke 21 and verse 11, Jesus speaking says, there will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. And notice he says plagues. There will be famines and plagues. Well, that is referring to diseases. The plague is not a good thing, right? We've heard the bubonic plague and other plagues. Here's what it says in the Passion Translation. And there will be terrible earthquakes. Seismic events of epic proportion resulting in famines in one place after another. There will be horrible plagues and epidemics. I keep hearing that word right now. This is an epidemic, an epidemic, an epidemic. Well, it's a plague and it's an epidemic. Cataclysmic, cataclysmic storms on the earth and astonishing signs and cosmic disturbances in the heavens. But before all this happens, they'll be hunted down and arrested persecuted by both civil and religious authorities and thrown into prison. And so Jesus starts to give us a foretaste of things to come. And uh, it's, it's incredible that out of the five things that we've looked at today, uh, all the way from wars and threats of wars, ethnic conflict, famines and earthquakes, rampant sin and backsliding, and then plagues and disease, which we'll continue with next week, that we've seen every single one of those things in the past 6 to 12 months right where we live. It's incredible. So it's an exciting time. It's not a scary time. It's an exciting time that Jesus is coming back soon. And I'm looking to the sky, man, waiting for that day because I'm ready to go to heaven. I am not afraid to go to heaven. Don't threaten me with a good time, brother. I am ready for this stuff. But uh, we want to bring peace and comfort and enlightenment to everybody uh, uh, studying and, and following along with us right now. But the biggest thing is this, is that this would be scary if you're not right with Jesus. And so I'm going to close us out tonight with a prayer. I would if, you, if you're not right with God, if, if, if you could say, well, at one point I was, but I think I've walked away or maybe you just never had that peace and had a, had, a, had a relationship with Jesus, the first step before we go any further is to pray to him tonight. And I'm going to lead you in that. Then we're going to kind of close out in prayer. But keep joining us, man. Like I said, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and get connected so we can help get you on the right path. But I want you to pray this with me if you are have any doubts at all about your relationship with God. Let's pray this prayer together tonight. Repeat this after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again, that he's coming back someday. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. I promise to live for you. Give me the strength now. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hey, if you prayed that prayer tonight and you meant it and you know in your heart that you're right with God, I want you to reach out to us somehow, uh, message us, uh, get a hold of us. We want to be there for you. We want to help you grow how you're supposed to grow and get you on the right track. It's exciting. Amen. Well, I love you guys. We're going to go into uh, our offering time now with Mrs. Pastor. It's been a great night. I hope you got something out of this teaching. We're going to continue this over the coming weeks. Love you guys. Guess what time it is? It's happy time. Here at High Desert Word Center, the word says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So we are happy, happy, happy givers. Amen. Hey, I want to talk to you about Malachi chapter 3 today. In verse verse 10, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And then in verse 11, the if we're tithers now, it says that he will rebuke the devourer for our sakes. And hey, there isn't a better time going on than right now in the world than to have God on our side and for the devourer, the devil, the sickness and disease, this financial stuff going on to be rebuked. So amen, you'd be a tither and a giver. Hey, you can look on the screen and tell how to give at High Desert Word Center during this time. Thanks. All right, everybody, we're going to say our financial faith confession as we give our offering and our tithe this week in faith to God. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe to give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another service online, all of this new and exciting stuff going on. Uh, thank you also for the other churches who are joining us, church families. We love you and we're grateful to have you with us. And all of our youth and children, be taking your notes. Make sure that you're posting them so we can see the cool and exciting things that you're getting out of the messages being posted too. It'll be a way for you to fellowship and interact. We are so excited that you're taking part with us. Let's close out our service in faith, saying our Barso Faith Confession. Amen. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.